Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 712 of IGN's weekly PlayStation show, covering all the latest and greatest in the world of PlayStation until they announce things that we then have to catch up with next week. But it happens anyway. Uh, I, of course, am am your host for this week. Uh, Lucy O'Brien is currently still off in New Zealand. I assume hanging out in Hobbiton, as everyone does when they go to New Zealand, even if they're from there. Uh, Max, meanwhile, is hanging out on Dagobah, naturally, learning from a Jedi Master. And Brian is making his way through Italy, trying to find the perfect pizza recipe. But we still have an amazing show for you this week. I'm joined by Mark Medina. Hello. Yeah, I just realized this cast is... <laughs> we've assembled a cast of characters, haven't we? I mean, I, I'm including myself. This is... this. I'm with two people I've never podcasted with. This is great. Look, you're one half of the carpool crew, but uh, I think <laughs> even without the other half, I'm, I'm really excited to have you back on this week. Uh, we're also joined for the first time on Beyond by Taylor Lyles. Taylor, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I just realized I, I wear glasses, but I put my contacts in right before we started recording. And now I feel like the odd person out because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> well, <laughs> our, my contacts. Our, our fourth cast member, Tom Marks, is also not wearing glasses unless he puts them on midway through the show just to surprise us all. No, I won't. Hello, though. Fair enough. Hello, Tom. Good. Good to have you with us as well this week. Uh, of course, you know, before before the show started recording, I do need to warn everyone, of course, uh, we were heavy into PC gaming talk. So I don't know what's going to happen from here. Uh, you know, I'm a little concerned this is going to become the PC cast. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm probably not going to talk too much about the Steam Deck, but you never know with with this wonderful crew. But no, I'm I'm excited to get into. We have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, just a very quick update that I put into the run of show before we start recording, uh, because of course PlayStation dropped a little bit of news, uh, this Wednesday morning as we're recording today, uh, confirming the Ghost of Tsushima Legends, uh, new content that'll be coming with the Director's Cut, which is out on August 20th. Uh, so there'll be a new mode where essentially two teams of two are competing to fight against different uh, waves of enemies, uh, and sort of, they're sort of competing against each other, but not fighting each other directly. Uh, there's a few other updates about uh, new additions uh, to Legends mode, some cosmetic additions, uh, a new difficulty for the raid, I believe, uh, and also the fact that they are going to make Legends available standalone on both PS4 and PS5 for $20 uh, starting on September 3rd. Um, this is, of course, uh, previously been available for free to all Ghost of Tsushima owners and will still be the case with uh, the director's cut and going forward if you have ghost of tsushima you get access to legends uh but you can also purchase it standalone if you're not interested in one of the best open world games of the last generation but if you're not you can still get their really cool uh multiplayer experience i actually don't know if if any of the three of you have played much of legends i personally haven't as well i'm i uh andrew gofar please don't be mad at me uh out there but uh, i'll get to it when the director's cut is out uh but i think it's really cool to continue seeing uh the support that they've shown for this mode uh for something that uh this is uh excuse me sucker punch's first multiplayer mode really uh so to see them really dive in to give this much support for it to continue to be supported like this i think is a really really cool move on their part and uh, is really exciting to me. I don't know if any of you are Legends fans, Tom. Uh, I, I've played a little bit of it, not a ton, but I, I have played a little bit of it. And it is really cool. It, you know, th this sort of thing reminds me. I really like what's happened here because it reminds me of like. It's kind of the antithesis of, a, of the way a lot of multiplayer games get made nowadays, where like a developer just is like, 
hey, we need a multiplayer thing or we need to compete with Overwatch or whatever the case may be and just sort of like shoves this thing out on people. Whereas this was like the flip of it where it was like an already fantastic single player game just got like a free update that added a mode that was sort of its own thing and people were so into it that they now are saying, oh, okay, so if you are only interested in this, we can let you buy it separately. I think that's like, it, it feels more natural. It feels more like it's catering to what people are actually interested in and want rather than just saying, here's this thing that you're going to like. Like if they had just like released this for $20 at the alongside the original game, I don't think it would be nearly as interesting or as successful as it is this way where it's like, oh yeah, this is cool. An audience kind of formed for this and now they're catering to that audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna add on that. Like, so I just looked, and Ghost of Tsushima is still forty dollars uh, new at most places, and so it's like, you know, for to to be able to buy, if you want, if you have a friend that is just like, hey, we want you to play this online mode with us, twenty bucks. That's that's not overly expensive. I don't think. I think for twenty dollars more, you can get the full game. But you know, <laughs> you know, that's fine. Uh, but it's something uh, Red Dead did recently as well, where they spun off their Red Dead Online. You can get Red Dead Online. I think it's like five dollars, or it's free. I can't remember. Um, but it's I like take a look. just just to get people in to their online modes. They're like, hey, we'll just spin this off, and it'll be cheaper. Um, I think that's cool. I think eventually the game you could probably find a physical copy of the game. For around twenty bucks, it probably won't. Well, it'll probably be a lot longer now. Now that it's coming out for PS Five, so the prices will probably hold for a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's super cool. If I, I've also never played the mode, so but everyone who has played it seems to like it a lot. It is surprisingly robust. Is is kind of the big takeaway from it? It's not just like a like them selling it for twenty dollars is not like a surprising thing to me in terms of like what is available. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they were adding uh, content after they dropped it, like a raid and and some new stuff as well. So it, yeah. it's really cool to see. By the way, I I looked it up and I did have to lie to Steam and tell them I was born in 1923. Sure. Uh, but Red Dead Online is currently available for twenty dollars. Uh, the five dollar thing was an introductory price. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. still, yeah. but the Rockstar comparison is a really good one because it does yeah. have hints of Red Dead Online and GTA Online, which is now you know more popular than GTA Five. <laughs> Yeah, and not to mention, too, like, when they re-release it on Xbox Series X and S and PS5, they're also going to do that standalone release for GTA Online. So I think that's actually a really good comparison. But, yeah, I I just feel that with the way that those have done pretty well as their own, it's not surprising to me that that Ghost of Tsushima is having its own kind of, like, standalone release for that feature. So. Yeah, and it's a cool precedent to see because uh, obviously, you know, with The Last of Us Part 2, there was an expectation for a while that uh, Factions or whatever Factions becomes was going to launch with the game. And then Naughty Dog announced that that was delayed and not going to be part of the full release, but that they were still working on the multiplayer thing. Uh, I think the success of Legends shows that a thing like Factions could probably stand on its own as well. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Factions comes alongside whatever Last of Us Part 2 director's cut ends up probably happening at some point. But uh, that the original factions was robust enough, I think, to be spun off as its own multiplayer thing. So I, I could see potentially uh, a similar case there with something like that. But it, it's really cool to see, especially with, uh, you know, I think when we talk about PlayStation first party studios, multiplayer is not often a thing 
we currently associate with them. There's obviously been huge multiplayer experiences in the past. Uh, SOCOM and, and uh, you know, Gran Turismo multiplayer and so many other things. Of course, who could forget MAG? Uh, but, you know, it, it's cool to see them moving in a new direction with a little bit more multiplayer like this. So I'm I'm really excited to see it. I'm I'm hopeful for a continued life for Legends. And it's, it's just a cool new part of uh, the sucker punch sort of focus right now. I'm, I'm really digging it. Uh, getting about the hottest online game right now playstation destruction all-stars of course the game we all played for one night and then uninstalled they did add a big update this july uh that was supposed to make a lot of improvements so i actually am gonna go back to it uh soon but uh yeah that unfortunately i don't think had quite the impact they probably wanted Moving on from the Ghost of Tsushima news, uh, excited to jump into the new Legends content and, of course, the Ihi Island expansion when that comes out later in August. I uh, do want to get to a pair of delays, one rumored, one con- confirmed uh, by the developers. Let's start with the rumored or reported one first. Uh, late last week, uh, sort of following up on something we've kind of talked about the show that we feel is inevitability. Uh Bloomberg reported, uh, following up on a report from uh, GamesBeat as well, uh, I believe, uh, that Horizon Forbidden West was being delayed out of a planned or expected, anticipated, hoped for holiday 2021 release date uh, to a alleged Q1 2022 release date. Uh, PlayStation hasn't confirmed this yet uh, as of recording. Usually the way this goes, they'll confirm it after we record. Uh, so please feel free to laugh at us in the comments if that happens. But right now, um, we're, we're still waiting for any sort of confirmation on that. Uh, previously, uh, Herman Holst had said it, back in June that uh, Horizon Forbidden West was on track to release this holiday season, uh, but didn't actually confirm a exact release date or release window for a holiday. Uh, so we didn't have any sort of release month or anything. Uh, Mark, I'll start with you on this one, uh, especially as we've had you on for so much of our Horizon Forbidden West coverage. Uh, I don't think a delay, if and when it finally, you know, is confirmed, if if it ends up being confirmed, would be surprising in the slightest, uh, based on sort of the uh, reticence of PlayStation <laughs> to confirm a release date. But what about you? Yeah, uh, I, at this point, you can kind of start seeing the writing on the walls when it comes to games like this. Uh, I remember when God of War was announced and it said 2021. I don't know how many people actually believed that. I I think at first we were all very hopeful. And then as you went and they kept having conferences and they never mentioned God of War, we still don't even know what the new game's called. There was that investor call where they called it God of War Ragnarok, but that's that's they've since said that that's not technically the name, not not that that's not the name, but that that was not them announcing the name. Um, And so you kind of were expecting you're like, all right, this game's not coming out in 2021. And then sure enough, it's like, yeah, this game's not coming out. And so it's kind of the same thing with Horizon is we were like, is it going to actually hit this year? Um, And they did this big state of play and you're like, all right, the game looks it's looking good. Um, But then I don't know. There's just still so, so much about it when they ended this press conference. And remember, we said this in our post show, the fact that they still didn't say release date. They just said holiday 2021. I'm like, but you're like. This is this was your blowout for the game. And this is you guys saying it's like it's ready to go. The fact that you can't put a date on it was super surprising. And it kind of just put the nail in the coffin that it's like this probably isn't going to be. So so when the report started happening, 
I, I, they're almost certainly true. When you hear all of these notable people hearing the same things, Sony's just trying to find a way to announce it, you know, and it'll usually come with something good. It'll be like, you know, we're going to do a big showcase and here's all this really cool stuff. And then horizon, here's a new cool trailer. And then at the end, it'll just say, you know, February, 2022 or something like that. And that'll be their way there. I, I, I'm not sure if you're going to get a blog roll po- or a blog post. That's just going to say it's delayed. I think they're going to kind of sneak it in there somewhere. Uh, that being <laughs> said, 2022 is shaping up to be a really, really, really good year for video games in general, but especially for PlayStation. If these games hit 2022, which they probably will. Yeah, a, a year with both Horizon and a new God of War is not a bad year for PlayStation players on top of whatever else is going to be on the way. Stuff like Ghostwire Tokyo and mm-hmm. uh, indies like Stray. It's it's going to be a very good year if Horizon gets pushed, which I, I think we're all expecting it to, to happen at this point. As you said, it's just sort of waiting for the official reveal of that. Um, you, you know, Horizon 1 launched in February uh, of 2017 mm-hmm. and was a massive success. So I don't really think PlayStation is probably worried about the timing in terms of like the success of Forbidden West. I, I think it really will come down to what the team feels is feasible, you know, to be able to accomplish to get past that finish line. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to try to push this one out for the holiday if it doesn't make sense to. Um, Tom, I, I see your 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 hands are a little bit by your head. Is that just resting, or are you, are you in a thought process? I, of- I just am imagining a world. I I I agree with everything Mark said. I this doesn't surprise me, and it also is like not the end of the world if they need more time on it. The pandemic affected everybody in ways that are very unseen, and I'm sure that this has something to do with that as well. Uh, the thing I was smiling about was I just at this moment pieced together that we now might live in a world where horizon one came out right next to breath of the wild mm-hmm. one and then horizon two is going to come out right next to breath of the wild two and like man that's rough <laughs> <laughs> that would be if incredible. that ends up happening obviously that would require a lot of different things but like timing wise that could be what we're heading towards <laughs> that yeah that would be an amazing hilarious uh coincidence i feel like it's probably not going to happen i like i don't i, I don't think it's going to happen <laughs> yeah i i would expect horizon toward the beginning of the year and breath of the wild to if it does happen next year which like even their wording like the wording for horizon on the playstation right. set has been loose like i could see that slipping to 2023 sure. uh, but it it would be really funny if like the week horizon comes out, they're like, by the way, here's the title of the next Zelda. Um, <laughs> it, it would be amusing if these games just never could live outside each other's shadow. Uh, I, I can sort of, I can see them being in the same year, but I, I, yeah. I personally don't expect the next breath of the wild until fall it, it, sure. at the earliest of 2022, because I still firmly believe not to get all NVC, but I still firmly believe that there is a new switch and that that new switch is going to launch alongside the new Zelda. And we won't see that new switch until until uh, until 2022. I'm not talking about well, the OLED. I'm talking about the Switch Pro. Well, of course. And well, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, where we're <laughs> going to be diving into the latest Nintendo Switch rumors. Uh, but no, uh, I, I am just to bring it back to Horizon. I, I think, you know, in the same way that the God of War uh, delay announcement when they said it wasn't going to come in 2021, really put the emphasis on like, hey, we want to make sure we can make this game and uh, make sure we're, we're caring for the health of our developers who, yeah, there's obviously still a ton of remote work happening. These development teams, which is normally not the way, you know, a lot of these big AAA games have operated. So. Yeah, uh, they're still working through a lot of stuff. Go ahead. 
And especially after last year where you had a this is the weird thing about how the pandemic has affected game development and game releases and delays from major studios in my mind is like last year you had a lot of games that were got delayed but were so close to their release date that they felt they still needed to come out right and they had to come out because of investor pressure or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure there were dozens of reasons but then you had these high profile like disasters of launches like avengers which was a buggy mess like i in my review of avengers i was like this is one of the most buggy triple a games i've played in a release in a long time and then a couple months later (laughs) he played cyberpunk one up right and so you had you had these games that were like very clearly probably like needed more time probably because of stuff we didn't hear about with pandemic stuff or like this kind of last minute polish that usually happens in that time was uh, affected badly by that and now we're going into the year where games are getting pushed because developers are looking at those late 2020 releases as cautionary tales and saying we're still being affected by this work from home stuff we're still being Mm -hmm. affected by this pandemic so let's just not do what happened there and let's take the time we need because the writing is much more clearly on the wall now in terms of what will happen if you ignore those signs um so i think that's some of kind of the behind the scenes stuff this is speculation but i think a lot of that is 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 what's leading into stuff like this is just like sort of unseen issues that are coming up that they just need the extra time and i don't blame them and it's also i agree not entirely a surprise yeah, I mean, it's it's a miracle that games with hundreds of people making them, sometimes thousands in the cases of things like uh, Assassin's Creed or other Ubisoft games, uh, that they come together at all in a publishable state is incredible with, with how right. many moving hands are in there. And so, yeah, the the way the, the development pipeline has to have been demonstrably affected by everyone being remote, uh, just the different processes and the things that have been adopted, even e- like no matter the point a game was in development when that all first hit, they're still being impacted and affected by that. So it's it's something that like I completely sympathize with them having to figure out the right way to message this as well, um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is not an easy thing to do. But like for everyone out there, please, please like keep in mind just all the crazy things that are happening around development right now and, and how difficult that is in a normal situation, let alone right now. So um, yeah, I'm hoping uh, the team can take the time they need to if uh, and when this delay gets announced. Uh, and as I joked on Twitter when this report first happened, I'm still working my way through games from last year at this point. Like, I've got plenty <laughs> to play. I am okay if this fall is not including uh, Horizon Forbidden West, you know? Um, but Taylor, wh- where where do you fall in the Horizon franchise? I actually don't know your your history with it. Yeah, I played the first one in 2018, and I really enjoyed it. Then I played it again uh, on PS4 right before the PS5 came out. Uh, I liked it. It was it was definitely uh, different. I, I didn't know what I was expecting going in, but I was actually really impressed with the gameplay. I really liked the story. I was really excited that a sequel was announced. Uh, but yeah, I, I when they said it was still coming out in 2021 and they had that showcase and they didn't even say when Forbidden West was coming out. I was just I was wondering, I was like, is it really going to come out in 2021 or are they just saying that it's like a like a safety net? So in the event that they have to delay it into next year, which I feel is really plausible and I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen that, you know, I, and I was just thinking about it, too. I mean, looking at the rest of the year, I'm, I'm just I was wondering, I was like, where could they release this and not and not have to compete with like multiple other different like high profile games? I feel 
honestly, I feel like a 2020 release honestly would probably be in the best interest, but I also am not worried that regardless of when it releases, it'll still sell well. I mean, it's a sequel. Everyone loved the first game. It has that reputation. So it has that brand behind it. But I, again, at some point, we kind of get it, need to get like more of a firm release date. If it's not a 2021 release date, at least tell us like Q1 2022 or something. But yeah, it's, I, I'm, just, I'm just curious to know when this game is coming out. But uh, the pandemic, all this stuff. So who knows what's going on? I, I, I'm not in game development, but I'm curious to see what Sony will say in the coming weeks or months about Forbidden West, because that's really what people are anticipating for them to say, like, OK, here's when it's coming out. Yeah, uh, speaking to that and and Mark, what you were saying before, it's like we got this really big showcase for it. So like we've seen gameplay, whereas God of War is still we don't even have the full game, the game name yet at this point. We are still that is so many mysteries on top of mysteries. Corey Barlock, of course, jokingly on Twitter, just says he's never heard of the game at all. So mm-hmm. like, God of War to me is just so much more ephemeral than Horizon, where it is we we have this, you know, 15 minute gameplay chunk Uh I, I, I and, and several other people have interviewed the developers about its development. Um, like there, there are tangible things we can point to about this game. And so, yeah, I think uh, they need to eventually oh. just kind of, you know, rip the bandaid off, reveal when this is happening. Uh, the reports had been saying possibly some sort of September event where they would confirm this. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I expect probably within the next month or two, we'll at least get a trailer, if not at least just confirmation of this uh, delay, but we'll have to I, I wait don't... for that. Yeah, if I may, I don't disagree about with any of that. But at the same time, you do got to remember, like, I don't think this is the case with Forbidden West. I genuinely don't. But like, we've seen vertical slice 10, 15 minute demos of games like, you know, Anthem that then reports came out later that said, oh, yeah, that was all smoke and mirrors. We developed that specifically to be shown Mm -hmm. off. Right. So, like, I again, I don't think that's necessarily the case with what we've seen of Forbidden West. but. There have been instances where we've seen games that look like they're done that apparently have barely even begun proper development. So it's really hard to tell what's actually happening behind the scenes. Well, and especially for something like this, again, not saying that this is real, but, uh, um, you know, when you get a gameplay slice like this where every every, you know, everything happens in this 15 minutes like you just saw a san francisco landmark right there uh, lombard street and like it shows the underwater it shows her fighting humans it shows her fighting the big creatures and then riding something it's like it's very curated this is the most gameplay in in 15 minutes we can shove in obviously not every moment of this game is going to be like this new element um i i I definitely don't have that worry. This game's been in development a long time. You know, the original Horizon came out early 2017, and then Frozen Wilds came out late 2017. I think it yes. came out the same yeah. year. Yeah, I think and, it was September or so. Yeah, right. And so, and that was, you know, that was that game was built fresh from the ground up, and this is just taking, you know, what made that game great and building upon it. Um, but it's been in development a while. I definitely think it's there. Um, but we, you know, we're going to talk about Kino right now. And it's like, it, I'm wondering if it's finally getting to that point where studios are saying like, we can't keep this whole crunch thing going. And if it means instead of working 80 hour weeks for a month, we have to go and stay with 40 hour weeks for two months. I, it, it seems like a lot of studios are just making that choice. Cause I, I have a list here, like outriders, returnal, 
New World, I guess New World twice, Deathloop, a bunch <laughs> of Ubisoft games, and now Kena, Back for Blood. All of these are delayed, but they're delayed like not that long, you know? And so if Horizon gets delayed and it comes out in February, that's probably only like a two-month delay. So that's that's not a lot. That's just enough to make it where they don't have to crunch, hopefully. Yeah, it it's obviously something that... um you know, I, I think the, the crunch conversation has become more and more of, of a, a uh, important thing to keep in mind for, for these development beats and especially for these delays. Uh, obviously, it's you can only take certain things at face value and, and something like a official company statement from Herman or even, you know, a uh, press release statement about God of War being delayed and wanting them to keep in mind the uh, the mental health and, and the safety of their developers is part of the reason for these delays. Obviously you can, you have to take some things at face value, but like it's good that that stuff is just in there at all. Like the fact that that is becoming part of the reason they are saying they are delaying a game and, and knowing at least some of the people who are behind these games and, and the way they care about the products and the teams they work with, I I hope does translate to, as you're saying, like the ability for them to, push things past the finish line at a reasonable pace and not, oh, we need to get this thing out in November to hit, you know, a Q4 end of year sales thing. Like Horizon can still sell very well in the beginning of next year. Gives the developers more time, gives us more time to catch up on our backlogs. I am I am hopeful that at whatever point it comes out, it uh, is at a pace that makes sense for the developers. Um, and speaking of that, as you were saying, Mark, uh, yes, uh, we did get word officially that Canterbridge of Spirits is delayed uh, just by about a month uh, to the end of September. Uh, I was originally going to come out in the end of August, but it is now hitting on September 21st. Uh, the developers at Ember Lab said this was specifically to polish the game across all platforms. Uh, it's coming to PS4, PS5, and PC, so they're probably just wanting to make sure it's running smoothly and well across all those platforms. This is a... Uh, a small team. This is their first game as a studio. Uh, I can understand them wanting to take the time to polish it. Uh, as you were saying, like I'm more than happy to wait a month for them to be able to do so. Uh, it puts it at a little bit of a somewhat quieter time. Weirdly, the end of August is is quite busy. Tom, I know we've talked about this on the review side, like looking ahead to everything happening reviews wise. Right next to Gamescom, the end of August is really busy. So I'm kind of happy yeah. that can gets a little more breathing. Yeah, uh, something we talked about previously also is, is like, you know, it's right next to that was going to be right next to Psychonauts 2. And they're obviously very different games, but very similar in terms of like the the type of game I'm in the mood to play at that given moment. Right. The sort of 3D actiony platformer with a story sort of thing. Um, so uh, this is a little bit disappointing that it's getting pushed by a month, but absolutely just not. I, I don't blame them. I'm happy to have them take the extra time. and. I'm happy to be able to play Psychonauts before this rather than <laughs> during it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I, I think it'll be great for them to have that little bit of wiggle room. I'll double check the release schedule. But yeah, right now on the PlayStation side, the only really, really big thing at the end of September is uh, the Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, Deathloop will be a little bit earlier in September. I don't think either of those games are really competing with the Kena like crowd of of interest. They are definitely quite yeah. different games, the the trio of them, uh, which I'll be playing all three of them. Uh, but uh, Taylor, what about you? What, what is your sort of excitement level for Kena? I know we've talked a little bit about it like off the show, you know, on Slack and everything, but w where are you, your excitement levels for it? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. It first off, when I saw it, it looked 
amazing. I was a little worried about whether how I was going to split the time, just like Tom, because you know Psychonauts Two is coming out. I've been really excited to you know play that game. It's been over fifteen years. And we're finally getting the sequel for that. But then this, you know, this new game is coming out on PlayStation 5 and other consoles and platforms. But, you know, I'm glad that they're taking the time to just like polish it up a little bit, make sure all those versions are running good. I don't know. It always makes me sad whenever I play a game and they're like, oh, yeah, well, there's a certain version of it that doesn't run as well as the other versions. And even if I'm lucky enough to pick the one that's, you know, optimized better, it still always, uh, you know, sucks to hear when people are saying like, oh, yeah, I'm having issues with playing this game or things like that. So I'm glad that the team has taken the time. This is their first game, as you mentioned. I'm really excited to play it. It looks beautiful. I, I'm curious to know how uh, how they're going to take advantage of the DualSense because I will be playing it on PS5. <laughs> but I'm also just curious just to know in general, like how the game is just going to just be overall. It has so much just like interesting combat. Just I'm, I'm emotionally invested in just everything about it. Mostly the story, just because it looks like there's a lot going for it in terms of like world building and things like that but yeah i am happy to wait just a little bit more just to play this game it gives me a little bit more breathing room and <laughs> gives me a lot more time to play other games that because you know it's coming out at the end of september so by then i'll probably be playing death loop finishing that i'll probably go and play death stranding because i haven't played that yet so please don't hate on me for not playing that game yet but <laughs> so uh, well, that that one will take you quite some time. So yeah, may, maybe start Kana before you you jump into Death because you've got. You'll, <laughs> That's a good point. You'll have a lot know. of roads to pave. Before. I would say uh, Kana looks like a nice little uh, breather game between Death Stranding sessions. Maybe <laughs> given that the uh, like a palate cleanser. Different. That's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the tone and vibe of these games looks very different. No, they're actually weirdly similar. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me tell you all the way. No, um, I, I'm I'm actually really excited to jump back into Death Stranding, but that'll be a conversation for later in September. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what about you? Where, where are you on the the Kana versus Death Stranding divide that's been I'm, splitting I'm, the I'm, fan base? I'm here to talk about Death Stranding. Yeah, so um, <laughs> August actually doesn't really have a lot of things that I'm actually really excited for. Kana was kind of the thing. Uh, I am excited for that game 12 minutes on Xbox and PC. <gasps> Yeah. um so that'll 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 be there but uh for the most part there's not a whole lot this month that i'm really excited for maybe lawnmower simulator that could be cool <laughs> of um but uh i i'm not i i don't know anything about psychonauts and so i i i won't be playing the second one but uh september yeah uh, i really do want to play of the two director's cuts we're getting ghost of tsushima and death stranding uh ghost of tsushima is the one i'm least excited to play i the dlc looks cool but i don't think i'll be replaying the whole game where death stranding i i do envision i will play the entire game over again because i love that game and I, i've been wanting to play it so the fact that it's getting re-released is great um yeah death loop warrior wear um something we won't classic playstation on. games like games that i know i competing with that i that will be competing with my time to 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 go on uh new world just got delayed to to september 28th so like september is actually shaping up to be a really really busy month for for yeah, for the mark medinas of the world so <laughs> well, um for everyone i think but yeah <laughs> there's only <laughs> no, i know of one other mark medina and he's a sports guy he's a sportscaster in uh in the bay area and i'll get tweets huh. and like so what'd you think of the lakers and i'm like 
bro, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> Me and him have actually <laughs> talked. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I get video game stuff. Oh, loved you on Beyond or loved you on Unlocked. And he's like, what? What are these things? Couldn't be you more. You guys should opposite. really. You should meet up sometime. We uh, should like, start our own podcast. That would be great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Medina yeah. Square, Mark Medina Square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think uh, I I think the fall season overall is starting there. I know September is still kind of summer, but it's like that's that's kind of the on ramp into the fall season and i think it's starting to piece itself together um and i, I think it's fine i think there's gonna be a lot of games for people to play kina looks amazing but it also doesn't look super long so i i think that's something you could probably bang out in a weekend short games are great uh but yeah i'm finally as as speaking back to what you're saying mark i'm just glad kojima's finally getting to create his vision of death stranding after he was hampered uh previously <laughs> This is a rabbit um, hole we don't need to go down right now. <laughs> hey, I am making that joke as someone who really, really enjoyed Death Stranding and can't wait actually to go back to it. My, um, my favorite thing is that he eventually was like, yeah, that's a dumb name. The first <laughs> game was my director's cut. Like, it's, it's 100% just marketing. I'm going to absolutely play whatever the, you know, racing uh, sim part of that game is now. Uh, I'm it's very excited for that. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. But uh, either way, uh, excited and and hopeful to see whatever the Ember Lab team puts together with uh, the final Bridge of Spirits, which is a little further off, but I'm, I'm very excited to jump into that one. Uh, helping to also piece together both the fall and looking a little bit ahead to next year. We did also get a few other release dates that I want to briefly mention. Uh, the Annapurna Interactive Showcase, the first one they've ever done, uh, debuted end of last week. And uh, we got news that Solar Ash, which is, uh, as far as I know right now, a PlayStation platform exclusive, is coming October 26th for PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh, this is the game from the Hyperlight Drifter uh, studio uh, that we've seen a few times at PlayStation showcases previously. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Stray, the cat game, is not coming until 2022. I believe we were hoping it was going to hit in 2021, but alas, uh, we will have to play that adorable journey next year. Uh, I'm excited for both of these, though. Uh, we do also know that Outer Wilds DLC is coming later this year as well. And Tom, I know you are an Outer Wilds evangelist. Do you, yeah. you want to briefly jump in before I <laughs> uh, uh, cover the other games? Sure. I mean, this is incredibly... Outer Wild, if you haven't played the Outer Wilds yet, it's so good. It is just one of the best adventure games and i mean adventure in the like classic sort of story-based adventure games i've ever played um i know a lot of people get turned off of it because of its flight it's like flying controls if you are one of those people i would highly recommend it again because the controls are tricky but once you get a handle of them it doesn't take really too long to get a little more comfy for them with them and realize it that like dying is part of it so like dying a few times while you're getting your bearings doesn't mean anything in terms of progress or like anyway the point being the fact that they're doing dlc for this game is incredibly surprising the way that they're implementing it in the trailer that they put out looks really really cool um they're into just integrating it as if it was always part of the world so if you are coming back to it you can kind of go directly to it and if you've never played you can uh like it'll just be a seamless part of it and yeah this game there's just very little there's very little like outer wilds that exists in games and i think that is so valuable so to get more of that is just super exciting i also want to throw in that the ship 
does have an autopilot, but sometimes it betrays you. Yeah, it will fly you directly <laughs> you into the it. sun. It is a straight sometimes line autopilot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like it's it's got autopilot if you're like, okay, I see the thing. But if there's anything in between you, it'll just crash right well, in. Like, it. It's like Tesla's just running stop signs. But that's the <laughs> thing. Like a lot of some people might see that as like a bad thing. But like to me, like the first time that I hit the autopilot and it got me a little too close to the sun and the gravity just pulled me in and burned me alive. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's amazing. Like that was like a great <laughs> story to me. Right. Because then you just know not to make that mistake again and you do it and you just keep going. Like. I don't know. That was that was always a feature, not a bug in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played about I want to say two or three hours when uh, Outer Wilds first came out. I believe it, it, on consoles it started with Xbox, and I really, really enjoyed my time with it. And then just it, I felt like I had to really be in a, I guess, existential mood to play it. That's um, fair. <laughs> like I really needed to think about my place in the universe and and the meaning of life and death, and so I just kind of stopped thinking about that for a little bit because i got very you know stressed about all the things happening in the world uh but i i do really want to get back to it everything i've heard from people who play it is just like pure adoration and love uh, for how unique of a game it is well it's also a very relaxing game but at the same time pretty complex some of those puzzles are kind of tough but it's also a fun you know just like you you can play it in a relaxing mode but like this game's got it all yeah looking forward to it uh but yeah that dlc is coming out later this year i believe uh stray coming in 2022 not a ton to say about that uh except we finally got a little bit more gameplay of you jumping around as the cat i love that you're jumping around as the cat and the cat (laughs) you know scratches up the couch uh is behaving like a cat in pretty much every way it possibly could i thought this was uh an adorable slice of gameplay and i i can understand why the 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 cat hype continues to build for this game uh taylor i don't know if, if you got a chance to check out the the full uh annapurna showcase but was anything uh of those three or, or anything else from the show stand out for you from what they showed off oh no the, it was it was definitely stray i <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to see more of the cute cat with a backpack it was adorable i i was i was telling uh this person i'm dating how excited i was for the game i was like you play as a cat and i'm not talking about like an anthropomorphic cat like links the time sweeper or something like you're playing as an actual cat who acts like a cat you walk around as this cute little cat it's it's adorable i'm so excited i will still patiently keep waiting for this uh but you know if they want to just slide the the release date for next year my way like a firm one not just like a mm. launch like a like a window you know I, i'd be happy build up my hype a little bit more but <laughs> i'm just excited to play it i i enjoy games like this where it seems like it'll be mundane but it's far from it and i i'm just excited to just play as a cat you know because this is the closest thing that you can get to being an animal with not a whole lot of stress, not have to worry about things like taxes and bills. So <laughs> games like this allow me to escape in that way. <laughs> that is, un- unless you're playing a tax simulator, which I'm sure exists. Mark, you, you have a, a cornered the market on simulators. I'm sure you can tell me if there's ever a, a tax filing <coughs> simulator. But oh, um... That's just doing your taxes. There was this other yeah, cat game uh, that existed. I, I, I feel like it was like pretty big and like indie itchio kind of world where you just like run around a room and you just like you're swiping everything off the tables. That so far is the best cat game. That's the game to beat. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if uh, the game... we'll see if Stray can uh, make it happen. <laughs> the game whose name you can't remember is the game. Yeah, for I, can't, I can't remember. What it's called. <laughs> it's so a are so high, field. couldn't even remember the game's name. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Uh, you just run around a room and you just swipe things. And you just hit everything off the table like a cat would. So I mean, yeah, I know sounds... the audience. The audience knows what I'm talking about, and like they know. 
that's the game to beat. They know. Uh, that's what matters. Yeah. Uh, I might not know, but they know. <laughs> uh, well, based on what we've seen, I have confidence Stray might be able to live up to that game that you all know the game that we're talking about. That game. We don't even that need we, to say that. We don't know. That we, we don't but know. You but you know. You know. Uh, but yeah, very excited for that one. Excited for Solar Ash. Uh, hoping to see more of that one soon. Uh, but for now, want to move on from there. Briefly wanted to mention, uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, Team Asobi, the Astros Playroom devs, uh, are teasing sort of their most ambitious game yet. Uh, they've put up an official website now that they are an official team within PlayStation uh, due to the Japan Studio closures and restructurings that happened. Um, Obviously, Astro's Playroom was a huge success, uh, and so just wanted to mention we'll we'll be keeping an eye on on what they're up to following. Uh, we don't quite know what it is yet. I hope and assume it's more Astros, uh, mm -hmm. but I I hope we actually get to see as silly as this is smaller games from them. Like I don't need them to make a forty hour Astros game. I want a, a cool new Astro game from them every couple of years. That's just mm -hmm. fun and happy and delightful. Um, yeah. Still it's still like the bellwether for like ingenuity with the, the dual sense as well. So I'm fully excited to see what that team can come up with, especially now that there's a little more structure around what they are as a team within Sony, uh, sort of probably, I imagine a little bit on the development side, they, they've got a little bit more support as the team now over there in Japan. Uh, but I'm excited to see whatever they do next. We don't really have too much detail, but I love Astros. And now uh, the GPU song is stuck in my head now that I've just been thinking about that game for a few minutes. <laughs> mm. um, I did want to move, though, briefly to just mention uh, something that came up end of last week as well. Uh, the PS5 system update beta has been introduced, and so this is a uh, beta update that not all players of a PlayStation 5 have access to currently, uh, but it is new sort of system changes and UI updates. Uh, these include the ability to add 3D audio via your TV speakers rather than needing just headsets uh, that have 3D audio capabilities. Uh, there is also, of course, uh, some major SSD developments that I want to get to in a second, but also the ability uh, to track your trophies and, and things have changed slightly. Uh, I've gotten to mess around a bit with the UI and thankfully uh, the, the beta version of it presents trophies as, as silly as it changes. This is it is a major one for trophy hunters like me. Uh, things are now back in a easily accessible vertical list rather than a horizontal list. And my God, does that make a huge change? I don't know why. It's not it, silly at all. I it really uh, matters. <laughs> when I was looking over the beta stuff, I was just like, oh, thank God, because I'm sorry. I love PlayStation. Like I, it's, I play everything on PlayStation, but my God, the cards are awful. I hate them and I need them gone. And I guess like the tips ones are fine, but the cards being in the trophies is it's just a mess. Having to go to your trophies and then like sort by not earned and then actually having to like go into the truck. Like it's a mess. They, ne they need to go back to how it was on PS4. And it sounds like they're kind of moving back in that direction. Cause I'm the same as you, when I was doing rift apart, the, the amount of steps it takes to have to go and see what trophies you need. Um, it, it's just a nightmare. And the fact that the game's going to, the fact that it's going to have tracking on now is awesome. So that way, like my last Rift Apart trophy was like get headshots with that one gun or whatever. The, 
It was that one. I can't remember. Anyways, it's it yeah. I know. I, I know which one you're talking. I know exactly that. which trophy you're talking <laughs> about. As someone who platinum the game, it was the one everyone did last because it like sucked. No, it was the one where you 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 absorb. <laughs> talking the about the void repulsor one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. Mm-hmm. God, I hated that trophy. And I'm like, I, I did the the pirate stuff so many times, and my I, I'm not seeing when it's happening. Uh, you only have to do it like ten times. I did it like probably a thousand. Um, so it'd be nice to be able to see the tracking on that. I, I almost gave up. I was, that was my last trophy and I almost was just like, you know what, what am I doing with my life? I'm done with it. <laughs> so that'll make it a little bit easier to know that I'm wasting my life instead of just assume I'm wasting my life. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, specific and planned for time waste. Uh, but no, yeah, basically the, the way the tracking currently works, um, for, for some of the games I've been messing around with it is that essentially you can, uh, uh, sort of pin the five up to five trophies per game that you want to really be focusing on at a time. You can switch those out at any point, but you can kind of surface those so that like when you are going to check on trophies, that stuff's what surfaces first on like the card system and whatnot. So you know that if those are the trophies you want to be getting, you can see those right away. Uh, the the list so far is much more navigable. Um, it's, it's better overall right now. Uh, and even though it's just a change to kind of how the PS4 worked, I'm pretty happy with it. But uh, one of the major updates to this with the beta is the addition of, uh, is it, I, I don't know, this is going to just expose how how uh, bad I am with technology, uh, whether it's M.2 or M.2, who's to say, but uh, M.2 SSD support is M.2. being added. It is. I thought so. But in my head, I was like, I'm the associate is... tech editor here. I can tell you it. it's it's M.2. I appreciate M.2. that because in my head, I was like, I don't ever really say dot unless it's a dot com and this is not a website URL. But, you know, I'm going to go with it. Uh, anyway, M.2 SSD support is being added uh, via system software update for beta users currently. So not everyone wide. Uh, but this is something that Taylor, I know you've been tracking quite a bit. Uh, we've been having sort of coverage of like the best options currently, uh, you know, for commercial SSDs that are supposed to be available, but, uh, sort of from your view, what is, what has the, uh, opening of the SSD floodgates been like for PlayStation with this functionality finally being added, at least even in beta form? Well, for one thing, there's definitely a lot of chaos. I remember the first 24 hours, there was a lot of panic of people freaking out about the SSDs. And I was, uh, my first guest was wondering, I was like, wait, how many of these people have access to the beta? (laughs) Because I was like, I don't think this many people should be worrying this much. But, you know, I I felt a lot of people were intimidated. You know, they gave us a, a list of, you know, requirements, or I should say recommendations of what these SSDs should have. And, you know, but of course, a lot of people probably don't really look at those type of specifications, especially like, you know, when you think about previous times, even like using Xbox as an example, because of the Seagate expansion card and kind of how they streamlined the SSD expansion. But, you know, the, there's just been a lot of, I've seen a lot of misinformation and a lot of people having discourse on how Sony and even Xbox has been approaching SSDs. And I, you know, I personally like both ways. Uh, Maybe it's because I build PCs. So I totally fine with just slacking in just a third party SSD in my PS5 and knowing I'm not going to break it. But, you know, there, there's been a lot of like discourse of people saying, Oh, I don't think I really need this heat sinker. Oh, I'm going to wait till Sony just drops a full list of SSDs. I was like, I don't think Sony is going to do that. If anything, you're going to see lists from like companies doing it. But you know, what's great about this is like in in the next like year, (laughs) once uh, new SSDs come out, 
there's going to be, you know, these companies are going to say, oh, yeah, this is this is made for the PS5. This is PS5 ready, similar to what they did with HDMI 2.1 TVs, where they just started marketing saying, yes, this will work with your your new RTX 30 card if you got one of those, or if you got the new next gen consoles, it'll work with that. But, you know, I've been keeping tabs on just on what kind of SSDs will work with that. Uh, I've had some people kind of replying to me on Twitter. One person almost uh, bought an SSD and I was like, oh, don't buy that one because that's a Gen 3, <laughs> PCIe Gen 3 SSD. You, it needs to be a Gen 4. Sony said so. I don't make the rules. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've seen The Verge has done some pretty good coverage as well. I, they did a test today where the, they did a, the sequential read uh, recommends that Sony recommends is, I believe it was like fifth, like, like, 5,500, something like that. Mm-hmm. But they did one that was way below the recommendation level. And they were, I, they reported, they said, oh, yeah, the load times for, they did, I think they were uh, transferring the game file for Ratchet and Clank. And they said it was the same for another SSD they used that had more of like the recommended specs that Sony like asked for. But I think if you have access to the firmware beta and you're totally fine with opening up your PS5, I, I know it's scary. We've all saw that tear. I, I, most of us probably have seen that tear down. But I, the, what, what I'm thinking is I, I feel that we'll probably have a better grip of what SSDs will work by the time the, the update rolls out. So I feel the people who might be trying to panic buy a Seagate Fire Cuda, like the latest SSD for that or things like that, I think they just, just let's just take a step back and just like pause for a second. But also, people are now starting to realize that M.2 SSDs, those are not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, if there's one thing that I also kind of take away with that is that I was like, a lot of people have not built PCs because I, I've always been just like, yeah, these things are just so expensive. But I'm, I'm kind of glad that Sony is taking this approach because hopefully they'll be a little bit more affordable down the road. Like, obviously not in the next year. That's just an unrealistic expectation. But if that did happen, I wouldn't complain. But, you know, in the next few years, It'll be like more affordable. I'm excited. I I feel that it's actually great to for them to do this. I mean, I think I know that people are freaking out because you have to open up your PS5 and then install this, and the directions and just like everything can be a little intimidating. But at the same time, too, when I look back at the 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 comparison with like the Seagate expansion card for Xbox, yes, it streamlines everything, and all you have to do is just plop it in on the back of the Xbox Series X or S, and there you go. But again, it only comes in one terabyte. But Sony's like, oh, you could have up to four terabytes, but I probably wouldn't recommend buying a four terabyte M.2 SSD because those cost a lot of money. So, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, uh, it'll cost you a pretty hefty penny, but if you want to do that, that to each your own. But, you know, I feel that there's a little bit more flexibility that there's a lot more options even if there's a lot of people who still have no idea what they need to do you know in the next few years there will be like ssds that will streamline and be like yeah this will work on your ps5 but until then i will continue to (laughs) do my best to try to (laughs) tell people like hey okay yeah this will work or if they have questions or if a company tells me hey taylor just wanted to just slide it in your inbox and just let you know this SSD will work with your PS5 if you wanted to do that. But mm-hmm. I, I would love to just like test out a whole bunch of different M.2 SSD sites. You probably go pitch this to my manager, but I, <laughs> I think it would be really fun. But I, I definitely think that the people that are worrying, I don't think they should panic that much. I mean, maybe panic a little bit about the prices, but you know, Black Friday's coming up soon. So <laughs> just buy one on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I mean, I bought an M.2 SSD, like the, what was it, the Samsung 980 Pro. I saved like about a hundred, over a hundred dollars on Prime Day just waiting for that. But, you know, I, 
I love that this is finally coming. I just wish that it was a little bit more... I can't even say streamlined because it's a beta, so I wasn't even expecting it to be this clean cut. But I just wish that there were... uh, I wish people that were worried about the SSDs to not worry so much. I think there's reason to stress, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Eventually, companies will come out and start marketing these SSDs and say, hey, if this is what you want to use for your PS5, yeah, it'll work just fine. Well, and and as you were saying, like, especially over time, uh, comp- the fact that these are an open thing, competition will kind of lead to them really wanting to make sure they're marketing toward that audience, probably leading to, you know, prices going down over time. Obviously, as you're saying, things are really expensive mm-hmm. now, but it's, yeah, it, it's good that the floodgates are finally open it is currently a a small bit of the user base uh that has access to this and then even when it it gets more open wide i'm sure there will be a lot of questions but uh you and the team already both on on the tech side and the commerce side have have been doing a great job of you know giving people as many resources as possible to uh kind of get as much information and and figure out the best way to open up your ps5 and and pick the best option of of a new ssd so hopefully all of that goes well uh as we continue to have that coverage but people can go check that out on ign uh unfortunately yeah go ahead i was just gonna i just want to add on really quick is like there's two things for one the playstation 5 is meant to be open so it's not like you're you know you're breaking a warranty seal or anything like it is meant to be opened and should be no problem i personally am doing a little bit of a wait and see approach only because i my ps5 has this bug I, i think others do as well where if it goes into sleep mode it doesn't like to wake up and then it tells me that it's uh it was turned off wrong I've seen that turned off wrong screen so many times with my PlayStation 5. So I eventually just turned that off because I'm terrified of breaking this thing because you just can't get them. I'd be a lot more um I'd be a lot more into trying stuff experimental stuff like adding an SSD if I knew that breaking my PS5 meant, you know, best case scenario Sony could replace it or worst case I can just walk into a Target and buy a new one. But seeing as if my PlayStation 5 broke right now, I'd have to steal Amanda's because I just wouldn't have one for probably months. <laughs> Makes me very skittish about ever about wanting to touch it. It's it's in a very it's it's right there behind me. I don't know if I'm turning correctly, but it's right there. It's in a it's in a very open air. Nothing can nothing can uh, make it overheat. And uh, I am just I'm just I'm oh there we go. See it's perfect. Oh no! See, I'm always nope, opposite. No, it's there you it's go. perfect. It's right there. <laughs> Nothing touches it. It's hidden behind a tree, so nobody can even. Uh, nobody <sighs> even knows it's there. Yeah, and, I don't uh, see a PlayStation at all. I just see a yeah, tree. yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, you know I hear um, that uh, some trees give off a sort of like pollen, though, that can get in the vents and break the. No, I'm just making that. Wait, up. even <laughs> fake Christmas trees from Target? Oh, Actually, yeah. specifically, specifically fake Christmas that trees from model. Target. Yes, is breaking. PS5. You cannot trust if, those Target trees. If yeah. it's within <laughs> two and a half feet of a PS5, it's toast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Target- I, I I think it's totally fair to take the wait and see approach and make sure that uh, this thing. Uh, that it's safe and that but i definitely what taylor's saying is like look at look at ign and the verge and websites like that that are curating ssds for you to buy because i I think that's going to be your way to go because i don't think sony's going to recommend one because they don't make one so they're they're not going to i agree and (laughs) yeah uh, it's i mean it's the same thing with uh oh i'm sorry no yeah it's the same thing with when everybody was trying to wonder like oh is my 4k tv gonna work with my my xbox that i was able to somehow pre-order like i I don't remember seeing 
Sony release a list mm-hmm. of TV, like maybe for their for their own TVs because they make their own TVs. But you know, with things like that, like especially when Sony doesn't even make its own SSDs, I would not be holding my breath for Sony to release a full list of, hey, here's all these third party SSDs that'll work. I, because my guess, and only because I've had a couple companies tell me that they were doing this, is that they're currently testing all the M.2 SSDs that they have that fit the those requirements that they're asking for. And then once they finalize that list, they're going to put it out probably like on a blog post or something on their, on a a direct website that they had like for their website and things like that and say, okay, if y'all want to update your M.2 SSD expansion on the PS5, these are the SSDs that we have that we offer. These are the configurations we have. They'll probably have ones with heat sinks because some of them do have heat sink options as well as like ones without the heat sink. Please buy the heat sink, by the way. Do not, I don't want your PS5 to overheat. Like, please buy. <laughs> I know some, I have seen people say, no, you really don't need that. I was like, I know y'all think you don't need it. And I know it costs a little bit more, but I promise you, please just buy the heat sink. Sony is even telling you to, recommending, I should say, to get the heat sink. Just get it, please. Just, Mark, just Mark Cerny. <laughs> He tweeted out which SSD he mm-hmm. got. So just get That's the, the one, one he to get. got and you're yeah. fine. Well, he yeah. built, he invented the PlayStation 5. Just get the one he got. You're fine. I think <laughs> if you can come away with any lessons from this discussion, it's one, you know, take your time and, and learn which SSD to buy. Uh, keep an eye on everything, especially on IGN, for information on what to buy. And two, don't buy target trees and put them next to your PS5. Do not. They That's will the destroy one. your PlayStation. <laughs> The one thing Mark Cerny recommends against. He's like, this is the SSD I'm getting. Also, these trees are death. Yeah, it's wild that he subtweets Target all the time. But, you know, they are, they are a major retailer selling places. He does subtweet you a lot. Yeah, just I mean, everything in my room. He just like, mm, <laughs> all right. It's, it's just a thing between Marks, I suppose. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're running a little bit short on time. So going to skip over um, what we've been playing this week, but hopefully can talk about some some stuff we've been playing next week. I apologize, Tom, that I won't let you talk about Skyward Sword this week. I, it's I i'm devastated but it's fine. i i can imagine uh but no we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about uh the games that we've been playing in future weeks to come uh but uh unfortunately do have to wrap up here so taylor when we have you back next time want to make sure to make time for your memory card story uh so we'll definitely include that next time but in the meantime uh this has been episode 712 of podcast beyond thank you mark taylor and tom for joining me this week uh you can uh, find all of us on twitter i'm at jm dornbush mark is at Mark underscore Medina. Make sure you're adding the correct Mark and not the other Mark about sports or about Whatever. games. Make sure you have the right one. Uh, Taylor <laughs> is at Tay Nixter and Tom is at Tom R. Marks. Uh, I believe I got all of those correct. I hope I didn't botch any of them, but if I did, Red will put them on the screen in the correct pronunciation <laughs> and writing. Uh, and as always, thank you to Red, our producer, for helping to make the show run. And thank you to everyone out there for watching and listening. We hope you're safe and we hope you're well. And as always, beyond. 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 Beyond.